Welcome to the My Life is the Medicine podcast, where we get off the never-ending search for more and take an inward gaze to find how our lives have already taught us profound truths. Rather than turning outward to experts or gurus, we talk with ordinary people and reflect inwardly about the life journey and everything felt, thought, and experienced along the way. Join us in casual conversation and reflective dialogue to discover how simply living a normal life, reflecting on our own life experiences, has already given us all the expertise we need. Hosted by Chuck Hancock, an ordinary human who has lived life in many roles, like psychotherapist, software engineer, school teacher, orphan, adoptee, father, brother, mentor, coach, ceremonialist, and more. Chuck is a weaver of wisdom from modern day psychology to ancient wisdom of indigenous and European roots, creating alchemy from everyday modern American life. Thanks for joining us today in the second part of our conversation with our guest. If you missed the first part of the conversation, you might want to go back and listen to that one first, or at very least read the show notes so you know who it is that we're talking to. But I think that you'd be really well served to check out that first episode. So if you haven't heard that one yet, go back one episode and listen to the first part of the conversation to hear the foundation of where we're coming from, and then come back to this one to dive into the rest of our conversation, exploring how our guest's life has provided them with so much medicine for their own life and the rest of the people that share it with them. So don't miss the backstory. Go check that out and come back. We'll be here. And if you're ready, here we go. We, we got on a story there. Yes, right, I think right. it was very, very meaningful to story. Uh-huh. I'm really glad that you shared yeah. it. And I want to come back to like this risk that you took for finding this mentor that puts you out on a vision quest and, right, right. and how that's impacted your life. If, if you feel like it has been a meaningful thing for you. Yeah. 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 And he's, he's still actually a really good friend of mine to this day, at this point, um, which has been really sweet. So yeah, anyway, my, my counselor just made this, this benign suggestion that he, he knew somebody who knew about um, hot springs in New Mexico and maybe I'd want to contact him. That was actually how he put it. It was just, made, he made it exactly. He just, he didn't want to like, he didn't even know I like, if, if I would like hot springs. So it was really just like, just talk to this person and, and maybe in, and, you know, when I talked to him, he was like, here he's like here read the book on the the vision quest by uh you know the sun bear book by uh uh-huh. yeah yeah the sun bear book i'll just leave it at that uh-huh. james foster so so yeah so i ended up ended up out there um doing that and um yeah and it was really you know yeah it was it was going far from home and going, mm-hmm. yeah going into something really taking a risk I could, I'd say you know and going into something potentially expansive and it was just it was just so uh deeply rewarding I guess and so um, what about it what could you I guess yeah. uh, imagining people are listening to this that you know maybe have heard of a vision quest but really don't know what it is or sure. what yeah. happens there um could you say like what about it was really uh helpful and meaningful for you an inter- the, the interesting part of it, I say that was that was deeply meaningful for me. I'd say, given some of my circumstances, is, is like really the point of 
of severance or leaving his, you know, his home and his care and, and going into the, um, going on to the vision fast. You know, there was a, um, you know, a moment where he had me, you know, state my intention. You know, for me as somebody who would, would like to, I'd say I've just had more challenges with spontaneity or wanting to plan things or, or whatnot. I mean, I think I'd, I'd even thought about or written different things up to that point, but, but, but really it was falling, falling into place and falling into alignment in, in that real present moment and just saying what was inside because I obviously didn't have something to read off of. And uh, mm. <laughs> as a, you know, 22 year old who really, you know, was in some ways a, a quiet person. It's like, you know, it was, it was just a deep moment to, to state my, my intention, um, which was, yeah, was to really, you know, take control of my life and, and be a man is why I'm here and to, and to open to this particular experience and, and, and whatever nature has to offer me. And, um, and then yeah, from there, being in the the wilderness, um, in a deeply contemplative state of mind, because it, in a the vision fast as I did it, it was it was very much a uh, stationary or sedentary, you know, like sitting in one place, really sitting, and so it's it's deep, it's it's a real deep meditation. Yeah, staying aware to the processes inside and the experience of what's going on outside. And so all that just gets really intense, especially once you have an intention for what you're, what you're there to do and, and, and how much you've invested into getting to that point and, right. and how much you've let go of. And, and, you know, for me, the, this, there's a real symbolic letting go of, of the, the family and the community behind me and, um, and letting go of, um, this child that I was, or, um, or maybe in the process of the vision quest, you know, dealing with that, but at least kind of having all that inside of me up front, that this is, this is what I'm here to do because the, the actual, the term for, well, the vision quest is, is Humblecha, which, which means crying for a vision. And, and I think when you, you know, at its, at its core, I mean, a, a vision fast is, is really that, um, I'd, I'd say at least in modern times, like you've tried so many things or, or you've done so much, or you've, you, you've, you've looked in so many different ways and directions and, and you've really come to this point of, I'm, I'm just going to be with this thing that's so hard. And, and, and that I'd like, but, but at the same time, I'd really, there's something else that's really beautiful that I, I'm trying to get to. And I'm really crying for any kind of help or support in getting mm -hmm. here. And uh, for me, it was also just acknowledging I couldn't get this from other people, right? That's this external that we've been talking, the external uh, um, reward or external uh, <laughs> praise that, that we've been talking or, or direction right, so right. it was really at this point of like like it's really not 
it's not happening and it won't really admitting that it's not going to. And so what, what am I, what do I turn to? And I was really, um, open myself up and that's really what it took to be there and to, to, to have a very intense and, and full hearted experience on the, out in the desert. Yeah. I, I love that you brought in the traditional Lakota term for vision quest, the humblechia, the crying for a vision. You know, there's a lot of different people in this country that are doing different vision mm -hmm. quests and vision fasts, and they're more or less connected to tradition. But like what is really important about that name and what I heard in your process was this real humbling process that happens of realizing that like, no, I, there's nothing else. I've got to literally sit here and cry asking for help and support. And that's a hard thing for, I think a lot of people, I don't want to generalize and say men, but yes, men, but I think a lot of people period to get to that level of uh, humbling and surrender. Yeah. 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 Mm. And I want to just check and make sure I heard you right too, Devin, because when you started this story about setting your intention, you said, you know, you didn't have something to read off of. Yeah. You really just let something come from inside. Did, did I get you right that you really just like kind of took the intention that arose spontaneously in the moment? In a way, I mean, because I, I'd been writing and then contemplating different things because it was kind of like, um, you know, it wasn't, uh, uh, what's it? It wasn't a covert process. It wasn't hidden, you know, everything was, you know, discussed in, in some fashion. So, right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I thought of different, what are some, what were the different things I was really looking for or, or, or looking to let go of, or, you know, what was I intent on being here for? And, um, so, for me, it was kind of like, well, I mean, there's different things and I don't know what's it going to be. And then, and then in that, in that moment, there is like, you know, this, this anxiety, but also this like taking a breath and, and what is it? And just kind of the question being like, what is it really? Or what is it? Or what is it right now? Because we were in a, a ceremonial uh, moment so it was it was like well what is it right now as as we're in this moment and it, mm. and that's how it came through yeah so it really like what strikes me about that the reason why i wanted a clarification on that is yeah. like that process in and of itself seemed to be a real powerful moment of deepening into trust of yourself right you know? Your yeah. mind had all kinds of things of like, this is what my intention could be. And I'm sure uh -huh. they're all fantastic intentions. Yeah. <laughs> and to let all that go still and say, okay, the words that come out of me right now are yeah. the ones that matter. Yeah. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. And it, yeah, it just really encompassed the things I was looking to heal and the things I was looking to bring in and yeah, some things to let go of <clears throat> mm -hmm. weren't serving me. Um, and, and that was really how it magically came together. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I, I've done a, a lot of uh, vision quests and other big ceremonies like that in my life. And and I too have come to this place of like, I used to want to have to get the intention exactly right. And like, all right, I'm putting all this effort into it. I think you said this as well, like mm-hmm. took a lot of work and time and sometimes money to get to this place to do this big ceremony. And then to really trust that like uh, the showing up and that the words that come through, whether it's a big intention or a small, simple one of, you know, uh, of help or healing or prayer or blessing for somebody, you know, like the, know that it like whatever it is, it's enough. Uh, yeah. It's a, yeah. a difficult place for me to have gotten to and, but it's a powerful lesson. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just life felt like it really didn't make sense. Um, uh huh. Yeah, and I think I imagine a lot of other people have experienced that or are are going through that. And the young, you know, the, the young person I was at the time, you know, I was twenty two, and yeah, how do how do how do you kind of how do, how how could I get away from what was kind of being stuck between these two worlds of following, you know, maybe myself and, but also wanting a deep sense of acceptance. And so mm-hmm. it was, yeah, it was deeply challenging. Um, what's, and go ahead. I was just going to say what's, what's coming to mind is that um, uh, I, you know, from this experience, I really revisited uh, a part of my life that I couldn't handle it, couldn't make a decision. And so I did, so it, it, I don't know, it's something I did do. So I don't know if it's something to go into in this moment or. or... Um, I'm interested if you. Okay. All right. Sharing, well, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So one of the, one of the big things. So anyway, remember this, this part of this vision fast was like, make, well, yeah. I mean, you kind of got the intention and what I got in a way. And, um, but then we also have talked about how I ended up approaching this counseling career um mm-hmm. or just career change i was i was a sous chef ready to do something bigger if, if i was going to do something right and um i um yeah i came out of it like well i think you know this 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 deepening feels like the path i'd like to continue walking and you know i'd like to you know it feels right to that this is like feels like one of the most important things to be doing um, is 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 crossing this bridge or helping people cross this bridge and you know one of the things I walked away from with it took away from it was this sense that I I have a a unique way of connecting with people in the world and and that where where I was what I was doing wasn't sharing that and it wasn't it wasn't big enough for me to be able to share that in a meaningful way. And so I knew that I, I had this gift and I needed to, to find a way to give it. And, uh, you know, I was with somebody who was doing something like that, you know, they were really giving something, but I felt like I could do something like that as well. Hmm. Yeah. I've always really connected deeply with people, especially in a one-on-one setting. Um, and so I, but I didn't know if I was, if, how I was going to go about it. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't even like a hundred percent set on, on going to school for counseling. I could have taken an accelerated route, 
right? And so I, but no, I did it slowly. I, the job I was at, they loved me so much or had a hard time with me leaving. (laughs) (laughs) Me or me just, you know, but, but also for me, I was actually a young person who really struggled in life. Um, You know, I grew up really without a lot of resources. Um, I mean, I had, I have privileges, that's for sure. I'm not going to hide that. And, Mm -hmm. but uh, it was also really hard. I always needed to support myself. I didn't have a home to return to. There wasn't a family home that was like, here's your, you know, anytime you're having a hard time. It's like, no, I had to keep myself going and have my own place in the world. And, Mm. you know, so that's caused me to, to sacrifice a lot, but also learn a lot of lessons. And so I, so I stuck, stuck with this job for, I, I, for two years, I said, look, I was like, all right, you know, you, cause I tried to put in my notice and he cried. The chef cried. He never cries. Oh, wow. He's never had he never expressed emotion and, you know, anything. And he cried and, and he was like, just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, you know, I'm I was like, Oh gosh. <laughs> uh, and I, and I also didn't have a plan. It wasn't like now, and I'm going to do that. It was just like, I can't do this. This isn't working. And so I was trying to leave. And so I took like in a very short amount of time, I said, all right, I mean, I guess I'm going to, I'm going to make an attempt at this, this college thing. And so this, this thing that I reapproached that I was kind of getting at is when I was 16, 17, um, I was working and in, in, in high school and I was, very gifted with my grades and um my guidance counselor asked me what I wanted to do and I was like just didn't know I couldn't I couldn't take that step into the unknown I couldn't Hmm. decide for myself because it's really a question no one else could answer and sure and I couldn't I couldn't even please him with the answer because he was really saying well that you know what are you gonna do he's like you're smart um, and I was like, well, I, for me, it was just felt like there was this deep fear that, well, if I took this risk, I mean, I don't really know what I want to do and I don't know what's going to happen. And I, if I don't come out of that, come out of this, the college thing with something that's useful, it's, it's going to, for me, I was thinking it was just going to put me in a bad place and, and I wanted to feel ready I wanted or I wanted to feel like I had what I needed or I wasn't going to be making things harder for myself so so I just worked and um after my vision quest you know I had this moment where I I had to go to my high school I had to go to my high school to have them send the transcripts to the the community college and Hmm. I sat down with that same counselor and I was like yeah you know I'm I'm going to go to college. You know, I'm, I'm going to do this. And, and he was like, he's like, wow, I'm just so happy that you're doing this. You know, I'm just happy for you. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, it was so moving for me. Like when I left the school, it really felt like I'd really made like my first decision in my own life. Hmm. And I was just walking through the parking lot back to my car and I was just crying because Hmm. it just felt 
so big and I was really stepping into the unknown and it just felt so empowering and and scary and like I'd really revisited this old decision or moment and was doing it again but right you had the courage to go back yeah yeah exactly yeah Yeah. i think that that's something that can be really hard to do too people want to say the past is the past or you know i made this decision now i've got to deal with it but yeah sometimes we can go back and Mm -hmm. make a different choice Um, and i love that you were able to name that that was you making the decision for yourself for maybe the first time it seems so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing that really strikes me about your story too is that, um, you know, on on one hand, the identity and the life story that you started sharing with us today has been this one of kind of like disillusioned rebel. I'm going to go against the mainstream type of a thing, even to the point of like doing a vision quest, you know, which is still not a lot of people do them. Um, Very non-traditional. And then your path actually brought you back to more of the mainstream path of college and then eventually grad school and becoming a mainstream licensed counselor now. Um, just interesting how that identity shifted for you, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And not that it's totally gone. I'm sure you still very much identify with someone being a little bit uh, outside of the norm, but um, be my guess. I don't know. What would you say? Yeah, it's definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely been a. Excuse me, a wild ride. Um, and, uh, I mean, it still continues to be something, uh, very, um, at the very least non-traditional and, um, I've, I've, I've done, you know, a lot of things to, to support me and make life work in a way that would feel very, uh, outside the norm. Uh, you know, like last year I was, me and my partner were living in a Winnebago, um, mm. for, for quite some time. And, uh, you know, right now I'm staying in my friend's cabin and so it's not really a permanent home and, and I'm, and I'm, you know, I'm actually looking forward to maybe having some more stability like that. But, uh, mm. anyway, it's been a bit, yeah, it's still been a really, uh, creative and, and kind of off uh, a very traditional path. I mean, I was, you know, I was working at a counseling agency and at the same time, I don't think I did what they did on weekends, you know, going to sweat lodge or, or, or going for hiking and um, just a real, or, or even, or even farming, you know, I helped help my partner. They had a farm last few years and help them a little bit with that and you know so it's just been been uh really finding my way into um what feel what's felt more valuable which which i think um 
you know, mining th through some of those, from some of those experiences, some like real, real gold and figuring out what, what is really um, going to work for me or what's, what's, you know, what really makes me come alive um, and then things that maybe, you know, don't bring that so much. And I think for me, it's, I've always had a deep curiosity and a deep willingness to, to try just about you know, anything. And, and so, I mean, I, yeah, when I moved over to this side of the river, I started working at, a, you know, doing wood fired pizza and like, and also using my car as a, a private taxi for some kids in the area. And, uh, hmm. you know, it was into, into this, into a little bit into farming and herbal medicine and yeah, I don't know, lots of different things that, yeah. That, then I think I needed to 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 check into and and see see what's what's in them because I'm attracted to things like you know that that take more or take more of a hands-on approach you know and uh, or more of a community-based approach to to making something happen and you know there's something about you know connection and community that that felt lost to me when I was young and, and it never really, it didn't feel quite there, you know, some of that, that searching for something, but <laughs> mm -hmm. something, you know, some of that being, you know, connection outside and, and, a, and a life and a lifestyle that feels connecting or full of, of juice in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Led me to some of these places. Yeah. Right. And, and do you feel like, um, you know, first of all, to go back to what I said before, it sounds like you're, you're really kind of bridging a bit of uh, still leaning and, and working a lot non-traditionally and getting involved with things, um, you know, that are more experiential and more immediate uh, that, like you said, find yourself, you find yourself being fulfilled by them and seem meaningful for you as well as you know, trying to do the licensure track and, and trying to do a little bit of both, yeah. having a foot in both worlds, it seems like. Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like with the involvements that you have now, um, you are feeling more fulfilled with the, the community aspect and the things that you're seeking and you're finding that juice? Or does it still seem like there's something more that you're that you're searching for? Yeah, it's yeah, it's been an interesting process. You know, I was working at the the agency um, has was has was uh, was deeply taxing um, to my yeah physical maybe even mental health a little bit. You know, it's, it's a really challenging place to work. Um, yeah, and there's some deep connections and roots that feel are, are rewarding as as they grow over time. And yeah, I think, I think as I continue to grow and continue to heal that some of the, some of that sense of, of looking for more is, is, is fading in some ways. Mm -hmm. I think as I become more present and content with, with, with where I am and, and what I have and, and continue to cultivate gratitude. Mm -hmm. um, Cause I think, yeah, part of me has been like thinking I'm going to make some radical moves and changes. And um, 
but in this moment, it's 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 kind of uh, feels like a bit of a weighing process. I'm trying, just trying to figure it out, you know. So I'm not, mm. yeah, I'm not feeling unfulfilled. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm also just trying to connect with what's really going to be right in this next phase. Um, Cause I feel like I've lived out whatever my vision quest, uh, a lot of what it's it brought to me. And uh, I think I'm looking to connect more with joy in my life and find a way to do that. Mm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's a process that I've, I've found more in the wilderness or more in, in, yeah. So it's a challenging time to, to, for me, I, you know, this age to, to think about commitment and, and what's gonna what's a lifestyle that I want to bring into the world and, and live and and yeah, how am I gonna feel yeah. helpful and how am I gonna feel fulfilled and all those things, you know, what's the mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's it does take a long time for those things to unfold. I, I love that you've got the clarity that your vision quest after it sounds like was about 10 years ago, maybe, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. It's now finally played itself out. Um, <laughs> um, it takes right. a long time to integrate. And then now to, um, I think I heard you say earlier in our conversation, maybe it's time for another one to like, okay, what's the next chapter, the next gonna going to be, but really taking that guidance from, like your relationship with uh, the transpersonal, the natural world, your inner guidance, um, um, so that you can be more clear about those things. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Yeah. You kind of answered my question earlier. Uh, I was going to ask earlier by sharing uh, what you just shared, the, the integration of the vision quest experience. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know if there's any more about the integration and application you you want to share about that or um or or any other like through lines or or major uh veins that have arisen as you've been sharing your story of the last decade. Yeah, other other than, you know, there's like been you know, work with yeah, just identity, right? And and like being a man, I guess, is something that I've come to identify with and, and what does that look like and mean and um, having a lot of deep emotions in, in myself and, and how do I yeah, navigate those and express those and, mm-hmm. and yeah, kind of been challenged by my own I don't know. I feel like I've got kind of a bit of a reversed psychology sometimes. Um, it can be more, um, I guess, withholding of, well, having a hard time feeling anger and expressing any anger, you know? So uh, I don't know. It's been a, a journey to to kind of understand what it means to be a man for me and and not feel or, or to deal with maybe the, a sense, maybe a sense of guilt around that or something, mm-hmm. something there, you know, from some of the 
you know, and maybe in part some somewhat the culture, but also somewhat, you know, my own father and not, and then also like my mom had relationships that weren't fulfilling um, or, or just great, maybe I'd say, and, you know, me being around that and um, yeah, yeah, kind of how do I, yeah, how do I feel about, be, how do I feel good about being a man? Yeah. it's a great question yeah yeah and yeah i mean obviously like what does it mean to be a man can be defined in a lot of different Mm -hmm. ways i don't think that any of the stereotypes are definitely rules that need to be applied but how like this theme that i'm i'm realizing that like you're struggling with perhaps now as well as like uh wrestled with at earlier times in your life is like how do i uh, like stake a claim or how do I take a stand for, for something, you know, like um, I wonder if that's part of uh, what this challenge is about, like, what does it mean for me to be a man or something like that? Hmm. Yeah. Like you said, stake a claim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is the kind of man I am. Um, this uh-huh. is what it means for me, Devin, to be a man. Um, right, right. Yeah. And and I'm wondering also, like, not just for you personally, Devin, but if it's helpful yeah. to generalize. I think that, like, in our our current climate, our current culture too, uh, there's a, a reluctance of that. You know, like uh, with all the awareness around uh, multi gendered, multi sexual preferences, multi partners, you know, like there's like so many ways to to do life and identity and gender and sexuality. Um, now, like to choose one, uh, perhaps seems difficult other than choosing an option that is as much as it could be, you know, like as open as could be. Uh, like yeah, that, yeah, you know, right. I don't know, just some of my own wonderings around the question that that you had brought in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess it, you know, it can feel challenging to, I guess, trust myself or to, to, yeah, to feel worthwhile in, in what I have to, hmm. to offer sometimes, I guess, or, or like, yeah, can I, yeah, I guess that sometimes comes up. Or like maybe that it more has come up, you know, um, and because uh, I've I've certainly learned and connected with with men who who have been um, you know really helpful, or like that they have some good qualities and some some not so great, mm-hmm. and that I've really pieced together the sense of of father through a lot of different men um, and combining them into <laughs> what seem would seem to, to be some really, you know, noble qualities, I guess. And um, yeah, cause I don't know, I have a strong, I guess, ethical sense within me that drives me. So it's, it's, it's sometimes, yeah, it can be hard to let go of that and mm. well but uh um 
Yeah, there's definitely been concern in the past around things like uh, like harm and and you know my own potential for harm and and really trying to avoid that. And yeah. then how you know how you know small does that make me or how you know am I not uh, bringing something to the table? Right. So. Yeah, it's just, I think it can be real, it was real, it was really tough like that, you know, hmm. lack of. But I've also learned so much, right, from, from, from searching for people who, who were, had some, some really beautiful things, you know, hardworking and um, were deeply creative or um yeah deeply you know loving or enriching encouraging that's the word encouraging yeah 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 i just i really resonate with that uh like fear of causing harm you know like what i found in my own uh, i mean that working with that fear in myself uh, has been really fruitful for many 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 years and i still obviously don't want to cause harm and yet at the same time like recognizing that for me sometimes like taking a a stand or holding a boundary or or even inserting myself or an idea or an opinion um can potentially cause a rupture um, um or something that could be perceived as harm and um yeah that's a it's a really challenging thing um and yet at the same time you know like in in my uh leading of groups or or ceremonies like like sweat lodge as well you know it's like you know the, the, those are powerful forces there you know the the rocks and the heat mm-hmm. and those things like it people can be harmed you know if you're not yeah. careful and like to to walk this edge of like, okay, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to lean in. I'm going to try to do it. And at the same time, um, you know, I don't want to cause harm. I hope I don't cause harm. I could cause harm, like recognizing that, um, it's a possibility and, and owning that is, is something that mm-hmm. like I've had to really wrestle with, um, myself. Yeah. And 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 back to something else that you said that really resonated with me too about like trying to be an open feeling intuitive type person like i you know i i agree i absolutely believe that i have been that a lot of my life and sometimes still am and um and like to close off from that um by saying no this is how it is or or something like that, uh, uh, asserting something like it, it feels like a rupture. It feels like a disconnection that sometimes has been hard to, uh, for me to uh, uh, grapple with a, a bit. Um, I'm wondering if any of that resonates for you. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's it's been a um, more it's been it's been a challenge to. To maybe more like define things more. And, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of just, you know, kind of take that stand and have like, yeah, not wanting to keep things like open ended mm-hmm. in different ways. And so um, definitely, 
yeah, resonate in that way of, of um, yeah, it being hard to not, yeah, keeping the, the space open to embrace everything. Probably healthy to do, but to listen more and, and talk less. Um, yeah. The, the inward inward life is a complicated place and uh, <laughs> having a connection on having connections on the outside can yeah feel yeah challenging I guess yeah <laughs> yeah definitely yeah well um speaking of you know a disconnection and, and taking a stand. We're about out of time for today. So I'm going to shift to closing in just a moment. Um, and got a couple of things I want to say about that. But mm-hmm. uh, first, I just want to give you an opportunity to say if there's anything else that has arisen in our conversation today that you want to name and put words to um, to to share before we close for today. I think that's I think that covers it. Okay. Yeah. Great. Well, I just want to take another moment uh, for myself and invite you to Devin to just really reflect on uh, the journey that you know, we've shared together today in this hour or so plus, and the journey of your life that you've shared. And, you know, to really reflect, as you've said several times today, a a lot of gratitude, you know, I'm I'm really grateful for you coming and and reaching out and taking that risk to, to connect with me and, and share your story here on the podcast. I'm really grateful for the risks that you've taken in your life to seek um, male mentors, to wrestle with the absence of the male mentors that you've had to be willing to uh, humble yourself on the uh, vision quest and and through your nature connection practices uh, to be willing to um, not just charge ahead with what you want, but to really take the time to reflect and see what is best for me and my life and my partner and the people that I share, like, there's so much um, richness and so much uh, medicine and and everything that you shared with us today. So I want to give a big, warm uh, Mm. uh, appreciation, gratitude from my heart to yours for everything you shared with us today. Awesome. Thank you so much, Chuck. Thank you for listening to My Life is the Medicine. We hope our guest story this week has inspired you to look closer at your own life. Maybe you heard some of your own story and their story through many of these experiences are common, ordinary experiences. And maybe something about their story was unique, which also might have inspired you to think about how your life, too, is unique. Either way, we hope our story today has helped you to see that your life, too, is the medicine. If you'd like to consider diving deeper into your own story and sharing your story with others, we hope you might consider joining us on a future episode. And if not, that's okay too. We hope you'll continue listening, keep reflecting, and help you see how your life too is the medicine. Take good care, and we'll see you next time.